welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We have some channeled guidance for those of you who are building 5D relationships. So any of you who are learning how to be securely attached, so you're learning how to self-regulate if you do need that, and that means becoming your safe haven, so learning how to take that stress and to breathe and to journal for some of you. For my 5D mystics, you're expanding your energy body. And as you learn how to sit with those different emotions, you get to harness the relationship that you have with alchemy. And in the most beautiful way, because unlike 4D, who lives in the plane, you know how to be in your emotional body. That means just allowing yourself to know that thoughts are thoughts and feelings are feelings. And when you're contemplating, you're getting to expand that consciousness. So doing dharma, neutrality and duality, is why you are 5D. You don't have a challenge with your emotional body. And some of you might have had a bit of a series of events that instead got you to become aware that you had a emotional body disconnect. Perhaps you also had um, a hypervigilant state. And the hypervigilant state, you got to learn about how to work to get out of that one. We know that some people have patterns due to trauma history and due to their own attachment wounds. And so with good psychoeducation and therapy or a very, very good desire for a person to move out of their patterns, all is possible. And that's where our lovely holistic community does support. We have yoga, Ayurveda, Reiki, the Akashic Record readings. They support people. They don't heal the trauma. The person is the one who understands trauma memory and then understands the long-term journey. To understand triggers is important. To talk to people about their trauma story. And that's where we're at right now. So people being able to know it's okay. Whatever diagnoses one could have to be able and talk about it. And also that you don't stay fixed. Your diagnosis is not fixed because your nervous system is yours and your embodied brain is yours. And so the ability to rewire yourself, it's possible, not because you're a machine, because your brain is an embodied brain and it has an attachment system, which is a network and a societal system, and that's a network. And that means you work a certain way and neuroplasticity is really your brain being able to reorganize its environment and they're finding that there's a lot that people can do. So you believing in yourself and believing in the sciences is what helps people. So unfortunately, 4D, for example, with demons, devils, and nightmares. While in the past, the shamanic traditions, and still to this day, a shamanic tradition and anybody who doesn't choose to embrace also the psychoeducator realm will think that shamanic rituals are more important and that they can heal you um not really no so let me get to patrick mcnamara first as he points out in one of his videos where he's interviewed on the well or the big thing and it's for his book the religious self and i forget what else but he's a neuroscientist 
I have the book. I can't wait to read it, actually. And he talks about how he studied all these brains and all of the cultures and shamanic rituals. And I forget how he introduces all of it, but my regular listeners already know about this video, but anybody who's new doesn't. So he explains what happens after a series of nightmares and that there's no demonic possession. It's that there's a fear receptor in your brain and it breaks or it's wonky, stuff like that. So your brain is very important. That's what I'm trying to get to. And understanding that you don't get possessed is also very important. There is this documentary I want to watch. And also, I want to keep learning, which I am. But essentially, there's a thought that I have had recently about what happens when a person moves into potentially having their... um, brain this this thing that happens following nightmares too many of them and a person not getting into a better state and that would be where when our voices change your ventral vagal nervous system the throat this is where our 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 parasympathetic the ventral vagal controls that and so when you find for example with the elements when i did my grace of yoga with sad guru the element of air There are these exercises or there was this one meditation or whatever it was that we did with air and then we did it with fire. And I was like, okay, this is where I shared with you all. Remember, like, wow, people play with elements. That's what they do with their whole life. Okay, it's not to be like, oh, how dare they? No, I'm just saying I'm happy I don't do that. I don't want to be (laughs) the person doing the element of fire. I, I like being a person who's with the people. That's what I'm trying to say. So every everybody, that's where... Every piece of consciousness has their purpose for reason. I'm happy to be my piece of consciousness and and live life. So the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, we like to be with people. And we all have an area, obviously, every person does an area of interest and focus. So long story short, what I was trying to get to is those voices, because of the trauma-informed courses I've taken, what I understood and now completely have visibility on is that we all have charge states. And when we're not healed from our own trauma history, for people who have trauma, that those can come up as voices, meaning we'll get into a different tone. We'll we'll bring forth an actual different tone and that these mean something. If a person's a good trauma-informed anything, they will know what I'm talking about. And if they're a therapist, they will definitely know a lot. And so anytime a person makes a voice, this is an area of masking potentially something. So long story short, What I was trying to get to is when a person has had those nightmares and people are like, oh, but it did get possessed. They got possessed because, you know, their voice, this and it. What I'm right now like, wait a minute, it's not the demon. This is a child part, a charged part. It's a suffering part. The person already had went through nightmares. Their brain got rigid. Everything broke down, if you will, in the sense of the way that the brain is healthy is when it's flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, and stable. That's when you, the human being who owns the brain, is allowing yourself to process the emotions that arise versus shove them down, suppress them, and other things. And it's not that straightforward, by the way, so don't go writing any notes this is not an explanation this is only a conceptualization it's not even part of the channeled guidance it's part of an explanation that is coming through to say there's no demon this is a person they're having basically like a meltdown but it's not just a meltdown it's it's literally a person who's 
brain went kind of like a, 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 a car, an overdrive. That's, that's explainable. It's, it's tangible to me as a mystic. I'm like, yes, I totally get that because of how the person who studies the brains explains what happens when trauma is lingering. Now, the 4D want to believe in the plane, and they will, I've seen them, in especially during solar eclipse, lunar eclipse, go all in on this thing about the devil and demons. And I'm thinking particularly of a couple of people, and you know, what I did notice is that they have had a similar experience not too far back, I think it was like two years or three years ago, and this is where... Humanly speaking, their channeled guidance and their community and what they offer, they're still offering support and helping people. Their trauma memory continued to linger in that brain and it presented itself again, is what I'm thinking. And it's too bad that that individual doesn't embrace neuroscience in a scientific methodology way to understand that they could get that checked out, not because they would stop channeling, but because they don't have to experience that specific vision the way that it happens, the way that it happens. Furthermore, it doesn't create the body a good sensation. There's a window of tolerance. There's a window of tolerance and there's not richness. Now, I know some people will think, well, don't we need all? Yes, we need all guidance. That's why I'm not saying that a person doesn't need to channel whatever they are having come forth. It's the way that people experience it. There's a difference when I'm coming here with channeled guidance. As a person who's saying I'm a filter, as a person who explains things and it doesn't take away from the shared consciousness it takes away from the story but there ain't no story here that's my point the 5d mystic is not here to say hey we're all special we're anointed no i knew this when i first had clairs and i know this uh confirmation now more than anything and i'm happy to be here for the 5d mystics the 4d body type are people who need to understand that they don't have yet a nervous system that they have learned to regulate. They're not in their ventral vagal state. When they have mystic experiences, they're depersonalizing, they're derealizing, and they're dissociating to the extent of where they have what I have seen, a dorsal shutdown, a little bubble around them. That means your nervous system is in shutdown right now, even if you're present and aware, which I now know what that is. I, I had seen stuff happen. I, I hadn't known trauma-informed, that I was in the presence of people that seemed like they weren't hearing me. And then, yeah, are, you, are you not listening to me? And then they're like, no, no, I heard everything. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, they did hear everything. But I remember clearly thinking, they're offline, what the fuck? You know, like, I'm right here, what are you doing? And now I know that's shut down. And what I learned from my Sue Martin teacher about our charge states and about people who have had trauma is that they only know two modes of living. It's high sympathetic and shut down, dorsal. High on, on, off. On, they're not on with ventral vagal. No, no, no. They're on the fight flight. And so their body has to shut down. So it's like a battery that's on high and then it's on off, offline. But they're not offline. Long story short, 4D, all of my 4D friends, they don't handle their emotional stuff and they don't 
actually take ownership and they twist it and in fact they are the one focused people they are in the illusion land and it's spiritual bypass and i've seen other people continue to be in a bypass of sorts so i'm going to leave that alone because these are all adaptive children and they are not learning to be their self they are continuing to be their story from their own childhood and play out their roles and da 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 and there's room for that we don't have to do anything about it not because of a supernatural entity but because they're not going to listen to you anyways and worst case scenario quote unquote is that they're going to end up in a therapist room at some point and that's because if they have a nervous breakdown it's going to be from fear or upset or something but i don't see that happening by the way uh, just so you know there's a lot of people that they just continue to build upon their stories and they have an audience so that audience would be the people who believe that devils and demons and darkness is something that needs to be so the ones who want to believe there's a spiritual warfare then that doesn't exist in heaven or in death <laughs> so heaven or in hell is in your body okay i'm laughing because you know i didn't know when i got my clears that i would share stuff i just didn't know to what extent and i'm happy again for 5d mystics because it's really nice to have our clairs even though I'm sure in time I will learn how to talk about it with neuroscience and the shared consciousness sphere and physics as well. But it's still nice because here are relationships. Okay. When you went through whatever you went through this past year, because this year has been a shift for everybody, you have learned a lot about yourself. You have learned a lot about your emotional plane. And so you were able to reconnect to your emotional plane and to notice the difference between vitality and your own energy versus that which is not and how to create the tapestry of your life to make your dreams a reality but some of you don't really have dreams you don't really have meaning because you know meaning wasn't something you contemplated from within there is more of a void there is more of a lack of desire lack of anything's possible and uh, you figured that one out. You figured it out because you did think you had found your dream, your dream come true, your meaning, your purpose, your everything. But then it like it's like a you know like a fire that lights, and then it's like pfft. you're like what the fuck? Wait, where'd you go? You were right here. I knew you. You were the one. You were it. I knew it. I I knew it the moment I saw you. You know like that kind of stuff. So when people have that experience, and then they're like, wait a minute, but now it's all gone, and I'm back to square one again. What is this? Okay, so for some of you that, that happened and you're like, okay, somehow you got a handle on the ability to navigate your nervous system, your brain, and you figured it out. So you figured out meaning, purpose, it's yours, 24 hours, you got it, that's it. It's not people outside of you, but you also figured out how to get out of the whatever pattern. And so you're doing work to support yourself to become a securely attached person who's able to navigate your relationships from their three-year-old with spontaneity. And that means no tricks, no gimmicks, none of that. No need to protect. My mystics, you will have learned about your oversoul. You will have also been able to accept that which um, was potentially not what you wanted. And there are then those who didn't believe that their dreams could come true 
and they went through a grieving process and they're still kind of surprised that their actual heart's desire is something that they can have. So that's where some of you are, where you will have had love presented to you in a moment of need. And that is still like, no way. I can't believe this is true. <laughs> I'm still pinching myself. Okay. And that's why your dreams can become a reality. But the part about being able to have confidence and to know that every body is worthy, that's something that you're still working on to crown yourself as a king, queen, they, so as a person who can feel, I'm flawed, I'm imperfect, but I am beautiful just the way I am, and people who love me will love me just the way I am. To have that level of ease is what I'm talking about, and that is the self-empowerment of an enlightened person. It is you being able to walk around and smile, and when you get into your teenage land, because somebody says something, that pisses you off. You're like, hey, teenager, get out of here for a minute. That's what you learn how to do. Is you learn how to get out of the charge state. Why would you get pissy? Other people have thoughts. Other people have opinions. The charge is an actual charge. Use your teenager if you want, because that's usually who's leading the way from your charge part. The fight. If you have another story, use whatever story, but it's like a fist. Allow yourself to go from a closed fist to an open fist. And just remember to breathe. And say, okay, I'm bringing ease to my body. I don't need to be charged. This is a thought. There's subjective experiences. That's what life is. And on that note, for me, if I need to share personal, I've done it my entire life. And I recognize when I was finally settling into it, but it's only because of being able to get trauma-informed courses that I knew what was going on in my body. Other than that, it was all very intuitive. And this is what you should also know is your body, my body, your brain, my brain, our human being stuff wants to return to its own home. Likes to be restorative embodied self. That's our homeostasis. Naturally brings you there. Your brain naturally allows the trauma to be healed. That's why you have specific things that take place. So it's trying to reallocate that trauma memory into long-term memory. It's going to keep doing it until you get into your oneness, healed, for those who have trauma memory. For those who have charged, it's decharging, it's uncharging. So you can still use the word healed if you want, but some of us, it's a process. We just talk about it as a process because it's different. If you had to heal and you're still healing, it's because you had a disconnect. And some of us don't have a disconnect. We know only our three-year-old heart. And so when we talk about, for example, the people who make it hard to love, they don't turn off your fire. They don't actually make you not believe in love. Even though we can all go through experiences that can get you pretty close. And any of you who lived anything like that, you will have not given up on love because you will have been like, wait a minute, it's my oxytocin gene hormone. It's in my attachment system. I don't need to be seen by that person who does not want to see me not your physical place no they don't want to see your heart they don't want to see you they don't want you in their life the essence of you because this is 
the part that is different for 5D anyone is not see me physically, the felt sense of self. We know when people are not accepting to see us, meaning they don't like who you are, the essence of you, and they reject it. A person who's 5D will not feel of it as, oh, I'm unworthy. It will simply be you're being rejected, okay? And love, though, has nothing to do with it. And we don't enter into the space of others, meaning we're not trying to say, oh, let me go tell them they have to see me the way I want them to see me. We'll know that some people don't choose love. This, yes, we will talk about it with loved ones potentially. If you're a wise person, you don't. Because you only talk to people who are expanding consciousness. Because those who are not, they tend to actually make judgments. And limited judgments are not nice. Because they don't know what another person is going through. And really because they're codependent type people. Oh, let me go tell everybody how to live. Fuck you. <laughs> so, every person chooses what's best for them. And a grown-up knows how to accept that, even if you don't like what is being presented. So whenever it's happened to me, I've been like, okay, yeah, I don't like it. I'm going to accept what I don't like. It's okay. I can't accept it very easily because that's what it means to be a grown-up. <clears throat> and then I process my emotions. So that's why you don't give up on love because love has nothing to do with people not aligning and not seeing each other. Okay, so misalignment, when it happened, for any of you, you learn how to be a grown-up about it and how to be equanimous. And in your relationships now, you only experience relationships in a specific way, which is with you in the forefront. Now you've grown how to be more of yourself than ever before. And that if somebody doesn't see you, they don't have to see you. The minute a person is able to make it clear that they're not flowing, they're not flowing, no big deal. You're going to move into flow states with the people who expand. And that's something that is nice and something that you will have settled into. For me, it was very easy as I moved from one light body to the next light body to the rainbow body. And I remember knowing <clears throat> the exact energies that I was dealing with. And what I was processing, because I know myself and I know emotions. So it's always a fun ride. And if you are this way with emotions, then for you it was a fun ride as well. What I noticed is 4D people, they don't seem to appreciate the ride with the emotions, but it's because they use verbiage such as, oh, it's a light shadow, it's a light time, it's a shadow time, it's this and that, instead of actually disengaging from that story and moving into, okay, I'm getting to learn how to harness my excitement. I'm getting to learn how to harness my patience. I'm getting to learn how to harness my frustration. And so your light body experiences are actually you learning to harness all these different types of energies. And for the people who look to law of attraction or law of manifestation or thinking about money, for example. I know some of you might be about the money or the relationships. While 4D tells you you need to heal, I'm going to do something very different here. Um, 
energy, your brain, and feelings, and focus. Okay. If you are a person who wants something, then you are going to have to devote your entire attention, focus, and the way your brain works for it. This is what I noticed. Now, I know some people, it's not the case. Don't compare yourself to others because it's unnecessary. There is no magic trick, meaning it's an actual state of flow that you establish with your day-to-day -day life. I'll use me. I don't, I, never, I don't focus enough on the whole money stuff. I know it. I also don't work on the feeling. I know that one too. And that's because I'm busy and enjoying my 24 hours. I don't actually have a desire to change. And we talked about this before. That's something that I'm aware of. And some people, they will crap on themselves for choosing their stability, which is very humorous because that means they're still comparing themselves versus embracing the life that they choose and taking ownership and then continuing to put into practice their brain. Okay, so again, it's a choice point. It's a consistent choice point. It's also, though, looking within and evaluating. So if you're a person who evaluates who you are, how you are, and you take yourself seriously, this is what you do. What do I want to experience more than anything in my everyday life? And you remember that you have 24 hours. And I'm going to share that since I was a little girl and growing up, there's only one thing that I cherish more than any, anything. It's my loved ones and it's my mundane. I'm a very simple person. I don't need much. I don't want much, but I will get whatever I want. I know that part. And what I'm saying, though, is this, the relationships, the household, the safety is within your comfort zone. So when you're simple, it's not something that others look to as a dream come true. <laughs> they think of it as boring. That's because they have other objectives. What I'm saying to you all is if you know yourself well enough, you're going to know what you want in life and you're going to have it. And you're going to put it on a scale. And you're going to say, let me think of when I get old. Well, how do I want to be old? Some people are like that. Other people, they're not. And that's where it's at. You do you. And that's what you want to understand. What do you cherish? If you have a scale in front of you, putting in there your likes and dislikes, now think long term. Think of how you feel. And this is only once you know how to feel the three-year-old heart of you. You can't make this decision if you don't know the essence of you in its pure form. And don't think about the afterlife because once we're gone, we're going to be a different name in future lives. You won't remember this one. So cherish your name and your loved ones of now, not tomorrow. 4D spends so much time in the stars because they actually don't have their mammalian heritage online. It's the saddest thing ever. I'm going to allow that one to be left alone because they refute good information. They learn it and they don't take it in. They're like people, like horses with blinders. Excuse me, they're like people. <laughs> yes, a lot of people don't see what's in front of them because they don't see that they got an ego and then they don't look within without the shame stuff. So they do inner critic and outer critic. Instead, what they're 
going to do if they see themselves is, okay, what do I like, what I don't like? Okay, and this is why my emotions are here. When I don't have emotions, okay, wait a minute, I am a human, I know I am, so let me go check out what the fuck is up with my emotions, and you will find good therapists. Okay, so for relationships, as we close on out, trauma is relational, and healing is relational. When people find safe haven, secure base individuals, so those of you who are 5D mystics and functional adults, they will have a potential home. If they want to be themselves, they will stay and expand with you. And if they don't, they will stay, maybe go, who knows, they will play out their pattern. This is the part. They'll come when they want to come around. So I have plenty of people that came around in these last days with their bitterness, with their suffering, with their stories of demons, devils. I didn't even get to celebrate Halloween. I wanted to, but I was too tired. Um, but I was thinking of doing something special, and I got, you know, what was the word that I'm going to use? I got the bitter energy of a person who made it very clear. It's like, wow, that's interesting. Okay, then, <laughs> you know, so there are others who just uh, want a hit of life because they are not in a space with people that have life. And all of that, none of these people are energy vampires or dark auras. They're all limited consciousness because they're living. The other soul age groups, one, there are some in 3D, 4D. But humanly speaking, they're not aware of their own nervous system. They're not aware of becoming their own uh, mind that says, you know what, I am interested in this, 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 and this. So they don't have a way of self-stimuli. And they don't notice it because they're too busy not caring about, uh, I don't even know what words to use because I don't know how to explain what I know except for they find it boring to learn about the nervous system. <clears throat> I would think they would have found it enlightening, but, you know, that's, that's the part. It takes time. It takes time to consistently feel energized. Okay, and on that note, I'll use me, that, and then I'll let you go. Um, when I was a teenager, I made my choice to stay open-hearted. And I made my choice because I love love. <laughs> Why would I cut myself out of love? And when I got older, and there were moments of very clear signs that there are those who don't love at all, like, seriously, there was a millisecond of actual consideration that it didn't exist and it was like a, a millisecond i'll never forget that one great experience um and looking to the past and sharing with you all this i've, I've done it at least a couple times what i'm gonna say is i didn't have the trauma-informed on attachment system Otherwise, I would have already been aware in my own brain, okay, this is your attachment system, this is your social system, this is all you need to differentiate right now. What you're doing is not anything to do with you. You're picking up shit, so get out of it. At the same time, I still was able to figure things out with love in the forefront, all on my own again, and that's through the brain of this lovely prefrontal cortex here. And what I'm trying to get to is the way that my emotional body and my nervous system function is kept on moving into more and more vitality. The way that you move into more of your energy is by you learning to 
when when stuff hits the fan, you don't be like, oh, shit hit the fan. <laughs> no, you'd be like, okay, let's keep moving. Let's keep rolling. Let's get it on. Some people, they talk about their post-traumatic growth. Some of us, we don't have trauma. We're like, wow, there's emotion. <laughs> Hoorah, <laughs> you know, because emotions aren't a bad thing. That's what I'm trying to get to. So for me, I love emotions. In fact, the whole point is I know how deeply I feel. So when I've gone through any of my stuff, I'm like, why are you still, why are you crapping on emotion? when they talk about ego death, dark night of the soul. So the first years of ascension, I only knew those words. At a certain point, I'm like, no, I'm, my ego's not dying. I'm Maria, I'm still here. I'm very much here. Nothing's changed except for you keep repeating yourselves and you all seem like, I don't know what you're doing anymore, you know? Okay, so that's that for the 4D plane. Leave them to their magic. We have a very different way we do magic and it's a lot more amazing because we stay grounded in our body and we stay grounded in humanity. And on that note, Claire's amazing. There is a journey though. And as I was trying to connect the dots, it's your nervous system. Okay. And you harness your brain, harness your brain. So when you go through anything, if you keep on using the word ego death, dark night of soul, oh, this torture, when is it ever going to end? If you keep on using teenage memes, that's what I'm going to call them, you're not going to move anywhere. You're going to stay there because you're not self-regulating and you're not actually, by the way, creating a relationship with those in-depth emotions. And on that note, remember, all of your relationships, your entire oversoul for my 5D mystics, your entire loved ones, for those of you who are functional adults, they give us the opportunity to harness our emotions like adults. For those who have the three-year-old whole spontaneous heart, it's easy to stay a differentiated self because you do learn and did learn from the beginning of your childhood to be yourself. <clears throat> For those who came out of having childhood trauma and other attachment wounds, it might be a little bit more challenging sometimes feeling a little bit pushed but you've learned how to harness your own usage of words and say hey back off you know you've learned how to talk about how you feel not make demands but talk about it and then obviously if people don't understand that you're a person who needs people to relate to you in a certain way you'll be like hey you know what it would have been nice knowing you i'm gonna be out of here right now but the reality is a person who's on a healing journey and healed is not going to have people in their life <clears throat> not understand what's going on because the adult emotional plane is always a conversation. There's no accusations. And independently from if you did have childhood trauma or attachment wounds, if you have done the journey to become your adult self, you're not one of those who is not able to speak. You're able to speak and you know how to, with a adult tone, say, you know, because of my history, I tend to get reactive here. Or if you get reactive, you say, you know, I'm so sorry. This is a trigger for me. I'm still working on it. This is like when my three-year-old comes up with my mother and my twin. I don't be like, oh, it's great. Oh, ha, ha, ha. No, <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. Happen again. I'm going to try again. You know, and the part about them accepting me and me accepting them, that's what relationships are. It's the fuck you, fuck you, you're shit, no, you're shit. The important note is we learn how and know how to self-regulate. And so your body and your brain does not have a charge 
of upset that you're projecting and saying you, other person and other people have to soothe me and comfort me. And the only people that would be distanced for some time for the person who has had a significant amount of trauma are the very household people because that's where it comes from. Or if it was a human being, that human being. You distance that one person because they are going to be consistently a trigger, if you will, until you have enough of your own empowerment to be like, wow, okay, I'm an adult and you don't make, I'm not afraid of you anymore. That's the way that it's going to have to feel in the body of a person who would have felt helpless towards one human being or an entire household. Once you're like, I'm not afraid. And actually, you know, here's the beauty. When those moments happen, when a person can be free to be their three-year-old and they're completely healed, it's not just you reparenting. No, you're like the adult adult. You're the enlightenment version of yourself. That's the person who knows forgiveness. The past never changes. The minute you are here is the minute your nervous system sees that which was. And every person's journey is going to be different. So I don't have that history. But I know that if a person achieves their enlightenment after being traumatized, da, 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 the day that they get full-blown access to themselves as the adult. And I believe that everything is possible. And so I'm waiting to hear about the healed person from this organized attachment to see what she says and how she shares her journey and how she got to heal all of it. But the forgiveness part, it's something that you're able to do when you have a heart that is not broken and a mind that is whole and, a, and an ability to be in your prefrontal cortex and have compassion because you understand no person chooses their trauma. And yes, people can choose to do the work. We know that. That still doesn't mean we have the right to be upset at somebody who's not doing the work. And here's where my wise somatic teacher comes to my mind, who's a therapist, a somatic therapist, dysregulated and modulated embodied selves to move into restorative embodied selves. They have to walk out of hell, which is a ladder that burns. It is not a small feat. It is physically and mentally painful. And so it's something that requires the awareness of the person and the desire to move out of that body, but it's not just the desire because, see, the minute that it even begins to cross their mind, some people will get overwhelmed by terror. And to actually think that you can... To think that you can have the right to speak of somebody not feeling terror is the very element of a person's arrogance and forgetting that you're a piece of consciousness in a body, they're another piece of consciousness in another body. You have a nervous system, they have a nervous system, you have a brain, they have a brain. You had the capability to look to your emotions, to look to yourself in the face, to do all of these and to actually move into space that was scary. And that's something that when a person says, but I can do it, so can they. They're comparing themselves to another person and they're being not objective because they're basing their way of being able to feel life and their way of being able to handle struggle to another. And <clears throat> when people do this, it's their teenager with their zero one-year-old. 
And that's the land of illusion where if I can do it, so can you. It's a subjective opinion. I believe in the infinite higher human consciousness potential that every person can experience. That doesn't mean every person's going to. That doesn't mean they won't. I can't make that statement in a way of, I know for sure anyone can. I know that it's possible and I will be a person who's open to that possibility. It's like when people make opinions about just any time a person's <clears throat> making a subjective opinion about how another can feel the world, they are being a person who doesn't know how to stay in their lane. And they don't actually have the ability to know how life is felt. So here's where, how can I break this one down before we go? It's not fair to think that you can tell somebody else how they're going to be able to handle their emotions or their thoughts. It's not fair for people to project them either. But it's not about fairness when you are looking to be, at least here for my enlightenment, so age of people, a grown-up. It's about objectivity, openness, and understanding. And it's some people can unconsciously love and continue to believe in it and be spontaneous independently from what takes place. Some people can't. And that's because they choose not to look within themselves and see that they're a human who has emotions and has a journey ahead of them if they have a disconnect from their emotional body. Thank goodness we have good psych educators and people who are out there sharing with all people. You can move out of trauma. It's healable, but the person needs to do the journey. And it's one that requires you to walk out of hell and then a lot more. And so be kind and be compassionate if you can. And if you can't, you know, just distance yourself. But as a 5D channeler, I'm going to say that all of you do know forgiveness and easily, might I add. And if you don't, it's not a race, but you're not in that integrated brain just yet and restorative embodied self, which means you're still on a journey as well. And I share my love with you and I support you and I look forward to being back with more and just reminding you to know that every person has a journey like you're going through. So how about you just keep that one in mind and then allow yourself, if you're still in this energy of, ah, to move away from those people. And to have the decency to acknowledge that you are not walking in their body and you don't know their story and you don't know their story. And so while people want to use the devil and demons, some of us, we are objective enough to know and science shows no, no demons, none of that. Just a person that chooses how to treat another person. And so, yeah, of course, nobody likes to be treated like shit, but sometimes it happens. And some of us can get over it quite straightforwardly, might I add. And uh, we don't need closure because closure is only for people who need to have an explanation. Uh, some of us don't need an explanation. Your choice point is an explanation. And on that note, share love again and be compassionate. Have a great day.